John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. The Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Some things at Christmas time just do not seem to fit. A few years ago, I spent Christmas abroad visiting family. Uh, We stayed in a hotel, and uh, quite late on Christmas Eve, we spotted Santa and his helpers doing the rounds with presents around the rooms. Except Santa was not quite Santa. His body was a snowman, and his head was a gorilla's head. And I've nothing against gorillas, really. Uh, Maybe you like Santa as a gorilla. Uh, Maybe you'd like far more jungle animals in Christmas generally. I don't know. But for me, it just didn't seem to fit. I wonder what for you doesn't quite fit with Christmas. Maybe it's uh, uh, Disney decorations, perhaps, on Oxford Street. Maybe it's that. Uh, Maybe it's something else. But it's not just our traditions or celebrations that might not fit for us. Uh, For many, uh, there's something about Christmas's very uh, essence or origin or meaning Uh, That's what doesn't seem to fit anymore. Uh, The Jesus part of Christmas. Or in the words of one of our readings, uh, God with us. If you want, it's printed there on your service sheet. uh, The red text near the top of the right. It says, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's the part about God's son, Jesus Christ. And that first Christmas 2,000 years ago, that has been celebrated for centuries, but certainly not nearly so much these days in the UK. Uh, What we tend to celebrate now is uh, uh, togetherness, which is good. Uh, Goodwill to each other, perhaps. Again, that's good. God with us, not so much. Now, in our short time tonight, I'd just like to dig a bit into uh, God with us. What does that mean and why does that matter? Uh, We'll think first about God and then about God with us. Uh, So first of all, God. God. 
Uh, If you're uh, twitching in your seat a bit at this point, I guess you wouldn't be the only one. Uh, For many, the very idea of God himself is quite hard to stomach. How can you say God exists? I don't see him. All I see is my bills going up, my kid in hospital. That's all I see. Can a good God allow suffering? How can he say God exists? But not only that, at the same time, the very idea of Jesus as God can be hard to stomach for many. Perhaps I get that Jesus existed. Historians agree to that, definitely. No doubt an impressive guy, you know, a great guy, a great teacher. Yeah, I can live with that. That's what he was. Just please don't tell me he was God. So I can't stomach God, and I can't stomach Jesus as God. Now if that's you, I get that that is what our culture genuinely believes about God and Jesus. Interestingly though, uh, those two objections actually uh, connect a lot. Uh, What I mean is, uh, the Christian understanding all through the centuries is that you first have to know Jesus to then know God. Or to put it another way, um, if you don't think God is there and we can know him, it's probably because you've got Jesus a bit wrong. Now I realize that is an enormous claim, so I do need to explain that a bit more. Um, I'd really really love us to know that. Actually, when we look at the data, really, the truth is that Jesus was far more than just a great guy. Uh, This time last week, uh, you might have been watching uh, BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Uh, It's a glitzy show, goes on for hours, but it's a lot of fun. Good show. Uh, And this year, uh, Ben Stokes was voted Sports Personality of the Year. Ben Stokes, great cricketer. He did impossible things for England this summer. Brilliant guy. Uh, Also quite humble in his acceptance speech, really. Ben Stokes, he's a a great guy. Great guy. But imagine if, at the climax of that evening, instead of just clapping him, the audience did a lot more. So imagine uh, they lift him up on wires, actually, and uh, people start lifting up their hands, and the band comes on, and they start singing songs to praise and worship him. Ben Stokes, we worship you. That, that would be odd. That would be weird. What are you doing? I get that he won, but it's just Ben Stokes. Don't, don't worship him. What are you doing? Remember, he punched that bloke, you know? Ben Stokes, great guy, but you wouldn't worship him. Now, for the people who knew Jesus, when he grew up as an adult, it was very similar It's often thought that people in Jesus' day were gullible and believed anything they were told. Uh, Jesus would say, I am God, come to earth, and they'd just believe it like that. Well, that's quite a condescending view, really, if you think about it. In fact, the truth is that Jesus' followers were Jewish, most of them. And in one sense, uh, Jewish people were the last people on earth you'd ever expect to believe that God would come to earth as a human being. And the Jewish view of God is that he is so not like us, not at all. God is spirit, he is uncreated, he's infinite, and he's above everything. You can't touch him, you can't do that. God as human on earth? No, no, no. He's above, you you can't touch him. For Jesus' followers 
over time, change their minds about that. That is extraordinary. Uh, There's a a religious historian called um, Houston Smith. And his book on religion is still really the uh, the gold standard in universities. Uh, Houston Smith uh, drew up uh, two lists of people in history. Uh, The first list was uh, people who had uh, enormous positive influence on huge numbers of people. Uh, So think kind of Gandhi, think Martin Luther King, compelling people. That's the one list. The other list was people who during history uh, were claimed to be divine, God in some way. Think uh, David Icke, if you've heard of him. In 1991 on Terry Wogan's TV show, David Icke said he was the son of God. And he got badly laughed at. So that's the second list. People like that think they were divine. Now, in all of history, Houston Smith said that only two people appear in both of those lists. Really interesting. So one was Buddha. Now, he didn't claim to be God. Some of his followers said that, but he didn't claim that. The other one on both lists was Jesus, who did claim to be God's. So everyone else in history who claimed to be God on that list got found out. Did they change the world? No, they did not. Because even their biggest fans saw what they were like behind closed doors. They did not live like God. They were grumpy when they were tired. They were hypocrites. They couldn't live what they taught. They couldn't do that. Not so with Jesus. His followers ate with him and saw him when he was tired and when he was interrupted late at night and, or when he thought no one was looking. His character was flawless. Flawless love, flawless wisdom, related perfectly to everyone. So when Jesus claimed to be God, they couldn't laugh at that. They began asking not only who is this man, but what is he? And over time, the weight of the data in front of them, you could say, it changed their minds. He was so compelling. Who is this man, Jesus? Uh, Maybe like uh, Jesus' followers, this can be our question going through your head this Christmas time. Who is this man, Jesus? It's, it's so easy to get uh, consumed, isn't it? In presents and the cooking and Christmas films. Or we can get consumed in the harder things, like uh, hard memories, grief, uh, regrets, loneliness. We can get consumed. But for Jesus' followers, the question, who is this man, just wouldn't go away. They knew they couldn't explain Jesus unless they were open to changing their assumptions about him and about God. God with us. Jesus' life convinced people he was God himself. Uh, Well, we've thought about God. Uh, Let's now think about uh, God with us. God with us. What does that mean for us? Uh, It's tempting at Christmas time uh, to try to get that that picture-perfect moment. I think for me, it's the start of Christmas lunch. Uh, the plates are full, people are here, lovely. Or maybe for you, it's, I don't know, uh, snoozing on the sofa with Home Alone on the books. Maybe that, you know, just picture perfect, love that. 
But peer beneath, and we all know, don't we, something of the darkness of human life. It is fragile. Life can end just like that. We know that. It is futile. We keep chasing things, keep chasing. Perhaps above all, it is foul. You could say we are foul. We are, we are mean to each other. Even at Christmas, family arguments. Jesus' adopted father, Joseph, would have known uh, that same darkness. Uh, first century life was pretty grim uh, for most, unless you were in a palace perhaps, if you were. Uh, pretty grim. And then, as we heard in this reading, uh, the girl that Joseph is engaged to, Mary, is, oops, pregnant. Not by him. That shakes your world, doesn't it? How dare she? Who is he? Joseph had probably kind of planned his life with Mary. Uh, she'll come and live with me. Maybe she'll support my carpentry. Uh, imagine what our kids might look like. But she's pregnant, not by him. And the scaffolding of his life just falls away. Do you know those moments? I never thought I would get ill. I never thought my career would crash. I never thought my family would fight about money. I never thought I'd lose my temper like that. And now look. That scaffolding of your life can just fall away. That's the darkness of life. It's fragile, it's futile. We are foul to each other. Christmas is good news because God chose to be with us in our darkness. With us. God said effectively, I I see your darkness more clearly than you do, but I love you. And I hate what that darkness does to you. I hate what you do to yourselves. I hate how you treat me, your God. But I love you, so I'm coming down. I'll experience what you experience. In Jesus Christ, that is what God did. Uh, You might remember uh, the ex-footballer Rio Ferdinand uh, played for Manchester United. Uh, A few years ago, uh, his wife, Rebecca, very sadly died of cancer. Uh, Rio wrote a book about it. And he wrote that uh, during Rebecca's treatment, uh, she was really close to all her nursing staff, except her counsellor. And this is what he writes. Tell me this, Rebecca asked her coldly. Have you ever lost someone close to you? Well, no, I can't say I have, the young woman replied, the counsellor. But I have trained. Without another word, Rebecca shifted onto her side to face the wall. And after a few awkward minutes, the counsellor backed sheepishly out of the room. Don't let her anywhere near my kids, Rebecca told me flatly. Once she'd gone. What on earth does she know? She's never had to live through anything like this. What a pointless waste of time. Do you see her point? How can you help me, counsellor, if your life has never crashed? Pointless. You can see what she was getting at, can't you? Or for us today... God, if you're there, my life's just crashed. And how can you help me if you don't get me? Where have you, have you been here, God? Have you felt 
grief crash on you like a ten-foot wave. Have you felt that, God? Have you? Well, we can say that. If Jesus is God, then he has been here. Jesus had uh, hungry days without food. Jesus had harassed days, you know, religious bigwigs trolling him. Uh, Jesus had crushing days, really crushing days, his best mates turning against him. Life crashed for him. And especially so in his death, his execution. And that's the climax of why Jesus came to earth in the first place. Life crashed for Jesus. Can God empathize with us? Amazingly, yes. Yes. God has been here. But far more than empathy too. His birth brought hope and his death brought freedom. And that's what the angel announces to Joseph in his dream, really. He says, give your baby the name Jesus because he will save his people from their darkness, as it were. When Jesus died, the darkness fell on him so that it doesn't fall on us. There is a rescue, there is a freedom, a freedom of eternal life for those who follow and trust Jesus, and freedom of knowing that in the meantime, God is for us. God is for us. Uh, this year, uh, this year in a Hanning household has been a pretty miserable year, to be honest, in many ways. Uh, my father died quickly of cancer, and then uh, another big uh, bereavement soon after that. It's been a pretty miserable year, and maybe that's been a miserable year for you too. But knowing that God is for you, he loves you, he died for you, he freed you for eternity, boy, that gets you through. Boy, it does. God is for you. God is with you. Some things at Christmas just do not seem to fit. But if Jesus is God with us, then we can know God and we can know he is for us, even in the darkness. Uh, In a moment, we're going to listen to a song. Uh, to celebrate, and to give us a bit of a space to uh, reflect on this. And I'd really encourage you to do that. This is real life. This matters. It's so important to keep thinking of these things. And you could also pick up one of the short accounts of Jesus' life, and you could read that over Christmas, perhaps. Uh, The account by Matthew, the one we've looked at tonight, uh, will be available afterwards at the door. So do pick one up. God with us. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is more than just a man, he is God, then God can be with you now. God with us. I'll say a short prayer now. Father God, what a God you are that you would step into the world in the flesh. What a God you are, that you know the darkness of our world and our hearts, and yet you came. Thank you, God. And whether we are new to these things or very familiar with them, 
May this Christmas time, by your spirit, please help us to believe Jesus and so to know you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.